0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you'd do with that time, if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe better help is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com makeyourbed. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things... The fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I've been told by many friends that I'm the yes friend. I'm always down for anything as long as I have enough warning and I'm wearing the right shoes and can pack the right snacks. And though I've always felt just moderately adventurous and moderately down to clown, a bestie called me recently. We chatted for eight hours and by the end of it, we both had tickets to Guatemala for the next month. And I was like, did you just call me so I would buy this ticket with you and you buried it three hours into the conversation? And she says, yes, I sure did. I knew you'd be down, but we also needed to catch up. And I was like, damn, you got me good. So if all has gone well, I've been in Guatemala for about four days now. And in preparing the episodes for before I leave, I've obviously been doing a ton of research for my personal travel goals, but I figure you're my best friends. Why not share some of what I've learned? Because I've learned a lot. And by this point in my life, you know you're the people I share shit with. So let's get into it. Full disclosure, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to say it out loud, because I'm sure I'm not alone if you were taught in a public school in America. But before buying the ticket to Guatemala, I did not know where it was on the map. I did have to ask Natalie, and then I looked it up before I bought my flight, but only because I laughed about how I was buying a flight to somewhere I didn't know, and then she called me out and told me I could look it up. Before I was roasted, I was going to buy that shit. Sight unseen. unseen. Because she's been there, I trust her, and apparently I am a yes man. What can I say? But Guatemala is a country of Central America. The contemporary capital is Guatemala City, and southern Guatemala specifically is dominated by a string of 27 volcanoes extending for about 180 miles between Mexico and El Salvador. And if you're like me and are still a little confused on where it is and haven't had an opportunity to look at a map yet, Guatemala is bounded to the north and west by Mexico and to the northeast by Belize. And south of that is El Salvador and Honduras. You've got the Caribbean Sea on the Belize side, and then on the opposite coast, you've got the Pacific Ocean. There's a lot of beautiful nature and lakes and ash-filled basins and wonderful agriculture because of all the volcanic activity but like most places with a deeply colonized history, they have had to deal with the effects of deforestation and pollution. But the landscape itself is incredible. There's a dense rainforest and savanna grasslands, volcanic highlands, Pacific coastal plains, Caribbean beaches, and because of that, there is a variety of animal life and plant life that is absolutely stunning. On the basis of cultural traits, the population is divided into two main ethnic groups, Ladinos and Maya, who make up the vast majority of indigenous people in Guatemala and form several cultures, and most official transactions in Guatemala are conducted in Spanish though many documents, such as those related to the peace agreement of December 1996 that ended more than three decades of civil war in Guatemala, are translated into more than 20 Mayan languages. And that's one of my favorite things that I've learned about their culture, is that the indigenous populations still hold a strong sense of commitment to ensuring that their identity and their history is not only preserved, but protected by being used in daily life. So many people there are bilingual because of this, so they can speak Spanish and their native language. And according to a quick Google search just now, the population of Guatemala in 2023 is estimated to be 18,174,627 people. And naturally, being volcanic land, agriculture provides a lot of employment for about two-fifths of the workforce, in fact, but it contributes less than one-fourth of the gross national product. But again, the effects of capitalism and imperialism and colonialism have resulted in an exploitation of the soils and an inequitable distribution of land, which means small farms neglected to get funded and they continue to be exploited as a result. The actual largest contributor to Guatemala's GNP is the growing service sector, as they've been increasing emphasis On tourism as a source of income and employment. There are incredible archaeological ruins and rainforests and sightseeing. We're personally going for both the ruins and the architecture, but also the language schools. They're not only affordable, but immersive and absolutely incredible because they take you around to local markets and you literally participate in the culture while learning Spanish on your level. So there's history and food and coffee and surfing and nature. And I kind of want to take a weaving class from some of the local women who teach art classes, but we'll see how much time we have. I've already written too much shit on my list, but cooking and crafting classes are always right up there. I am going to skip over the history because it's like most very dark and the US CIA has a role in destabilizing their government. So tale as old as time. Nothing new to see here, folks the story is the same as always. So instead, I'll leave you with some of the fun facts I learned before my trip, and maybe after my trip, I'll share all the fun facts I learned during, you know? All right, their president is Alejandro Giamate. The Quetzal is the national bird and their currency, because apparently historically in Mayan times, the feathers of the bird were used as currency. The first chocolate bar, instant coffee process, and blue denim were all invented in Guatemala. They experienced the longest civil war in history of Latin America, which was fought between military governments, right-wing vigilante groups, and leftist rebels, and it lasted 36 years. Lake Atitlan in Guatemala is the deepest lake in Central America, with a maximum depth of of 340 meters. It's one of the most beautiful lakes in the world, and it serves as the country's most important national and international tourist attraction. It is a part of the Pacific Ring of Fire, which is an area shaped like a horseshoe that runs about 40,000 kilometers around the Pacific Ocean. And the ring is special because it sits on tectonic plates that collide with other continental plates, constantly causing seismic tremors. They're the largest exporter of cardamom. They're also the lead producer of jade. And from my experience, the coffee there rocks. I know I haven't even begun to tap into the magical history and culture and liveliness that is Guatemala. But we got to start somewhere. And why not start with thefactfile.org facts about Guatemala slash two? No, I'm just kidding. That's one of the sites I use though, and it is linked in the show notes, like always. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Adios, guapa.